On Downton Abbey, Charles Blake had a plan to get Mary away from Tony Gillingham. Edith took her baby from the Druze and ran away. And honestly, that's really all we need to know going into this episode. So stay tuned for all the doubt and fun this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. It's uh, post-WrestleMania season here, so uh, yep, yep. calming down a little bit. Yep. How many hours of wrestling did you consume of that whole, let's say, Friday to to, to Wednesday? 11, 13, probably at least like 15-ish hours. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Which is a Not lot. Not to mention like much. podcasts, YouTube clips, yeah. so on and so forth. Yeah, yeah. No, we are, we are wrestled out. <laughs> Are we though? Uh, <laughs> it's superstar shakeup. <laughs> oh, come on, just just end it, end it. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. Um, but yeah, you know, back to the Downton world. Yep. Dave, you were you were teasing to me that you you read some plot spoilers on the Downton Abbey movie. I did. I saw. I saw somebody on Twitter posted something. I guess they showed a teaser or a trailer somewhere. Oh. It's just the plot, like overall. It's not like a character specific. I'm not sure how I feel about this. I'm not sure if I should go into the movie blind, like I would any you know Down Abbey episode, just not knowing what's going to happen. Or I, I mean, think this is different. We have to watch the trailer and give a breakdown analysis. Absolutely, of the yeah. I mean, this All that's right. what that's our due diligence to the listeners. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I just, I kind of just don't want to know why Carson's going to be back at the manor, and you know, I will say I, I read what I read, and I was like, oh, okay, that's fun. Okay, and that's about it. you know, it's not like I'll wait to watch the trailer before I I, I hear. What you told me. Okay. You know, I, well, I'm I, not going to tell. I'm not going to say it. Yeah. It's another thing I don't even know if our listeners want to know either. I think I'd say 70-30 want to know. Or probably know already. If you're a Downton fan, you probably did the work. You let us know. Do you want to know? Do you need yeah, to know? Yeah, fan, fans. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Dave. Uh, yeah, I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to our fans. Tell us because we need to know. <laughs> I mean, we're not going to do it until the trailer comes out properly. But how right. do you feel? What are your thoughts on spoilers? Uh, well, you know, I was thinking about this recently because, you know, the Star Wars trailer just came out and as you may recall, Dave, when Force Awakens was coming out, I was like, I want to be in the dark. I don't want to know anything. And I think, I, you know, I watched the first trailer, but that was it. I, I kept myself willingly in the dark until, you know, the movie came. And I think I actually was a little bit more excited for it because I didn't know anything going into it, mm. anything. And then when I joined the group chat that you guys had going on, just reading that, like, oh, you guys knew exactly what was going to happen throughout that whole movie. It, it definitely would have dampened it a little bit and you know for last jedi i think i knew a little bit more going in but uh there is something about not knowing something going into a movie where it just surprises you things catch you off guard and it's a little bit more fun you know the, the best jokes aren't ruined in the trailer mm-hmm. um so but i think that's part of culture though i know it's because it is also you know part of the fun is just discussing you know what could happen you know in the movie and everything so you know part of the fun for the next star wars movie is like will the ewoks show up or not you know are they going back to Endor? I don't know. What surprises do we really need? And what yeah. surprises are worth saving for the movies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, a, lot of, a lot of times I feel like people talk to... They don't understand why we like 
pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. And I think it's the element of surprise that there's no teaser that's going to tell you. Right. You can assume that like character X is going to sour on his tag team partner and turn on them. Yeah. But it's not like you see a trailer that shows like a a glisten in his eye or something like that. Right. Anything can happen. And I feel like that's (laughs) similar to episodic television like Nabby. Which uh, is why we're here, not to yeah. talk about Star Wars and wrestling, even though that's what we do all day, every day, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, to Downton, season five, episode seven. How far along are we? Is this a, is this all in the same time frame? Like, this this is much like picks up the quickly. next. Yeah, this is the next day. Because where did Edith go? Well, I don't know. Well, uh, Rosamond's in town to figure help her figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, Violet's like, we got to tell you know someone. We probably got to tell Cora about this. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's her right to know. Uh, and then, like, Rosman's like, what about Robert? Men don't have any rights, uh, as Violet yep. says. He's a man. Men don't have rights. And I think, given in that time period, yeah, no, we would not have understood why, you know, Edith did what she did and everything. So, yeah. It's for the best to lo- loop Cora in. Um, Even though she is mad. Right. Because the thing is, they want to go to her first. But Miss Drew apparently is there at the manor to, uh, you know, air out some business. Yep. And we don't see this because. Clearly, they didn't want they didn't want to pay the actress who plays Miss Drew for this. I'm episode. good not seeing Mrs. Drew or Mr. Drew anymore. Well, we did see Mr. Drew this episode. That's true, we did. But uh, yeah, they didn't want to pay Miss Drew. <laughs> obviously, this actress. But yeah, um, with all due respect to the Drews, I want to let them settle their family differences mm-hmm. off screen. Right. So uh, yeah, she lets Cora know what is up, and she has some talking to with uh, Violet and Rosamond. Yep. But uh, yeah, so it. it of their mind like okay we need to go to london and find edith and get this taken care of um and it's kind of funny because at one point um you know before they go there they have like a dinner and atticus rose's boyfriend says well why don't you just be at her magazine and rose is like you're so clever he's like that's he's like that's kind of obvious to me i don't don't Mm -hmm. know (laughs) if that's that smart of a thing and that's where she actually is she's working Putting in a full time, you know, the nine to five. In in the best possible way, they find her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Where it's what Cora and Rosamond, because the Dowager's like, I don't need to go to London to do that. Like, right? I don't need that. Yeah. And she just walks by, and it's like, oh god. Yeah, they're like, where could she be? And she's just there. And it's so good though, because um, you know, Cora, Edith's like, I don't want to talk about this. We're not going to do this. I'm going to stay here. And Cora's like, we, you want to talk about this right now in front of your employees? We'll do that right here. And it's like, oh, my God. Cora's going to take her so to So already task. Cora's put, putting her on blast. These employees yeah. know. Edith's going to have to fire them if she wants this to be a clean room. Everybody knows now. Have you ever worked in a public service job where your parents uh, could come, come visit you, Dave? No. Because I, I did that at the library uh, when I worked at the local library here. When my mom came in, people would be like, Corey, is that your mother? And I'd be like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's my mom. I mean, I love my mom and I'm proud of my mom, but it's like, you're embarrassing me in front of my coworkers, mom, you know, that kind of deal. So, Well, in fairness, your mom worked at our school. and the, uh, My mom, was <laughs> she was the lunch lady when I was in the fourth grade. Oh, my God, I've been through it. So uh, I totally understand what's going through Edith's mind. And she's just like, let's go to a tea room. <laughs> and they and, go. Yeah. That's like... Um, as you can imagine. Well, it's kind of funny because Sakura has a grand idea and Rosamond and Edith are a little bit, or uh, Violet are a little bit skeptical of Cora's plan, mm-hmm. which is to just say that, oh yeah, uh, Miss Drew and Mr. Drew can't financially take care of their kid. Edith has taken such a liking to her. We'll just take her into our family and into adopt the her. nursery. Yeah. yeah. And you'll be a godmother there. And it's just like, you think it's going to be that easy, Cora? Mm-hmm. You think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she does. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. And Edith is obviously on board. Yeah, she's like, anything to just bring some normalcy back to my life with Marigold in tow. But I like the idea that they brought up, like, send her away to a school. Because I feel like last episode, that wasn't even addressed when Edith went to go take her. Right. Like, there was never any discussion. So it, it's so funny that how they manipulate the Drews. Yeah. So it starts with the Drews that are, they're like, Mr. Drew did this favor for Edith. Mm-hmm. And then... They find out and they're like, oh, no, we're sending that baby to a school in France. Yeah. <laughs> Never consult with the Druze about whether or not it's a good deal. Never say like to the Druze, like, hey, maybe relocate an hour away or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Or and not that that's a fair thing to ask anybody, but nothing in this situation is. But this whole episode where last episode where Edith goes and takes the baby, she never once is like, my family wants to take the baby to uh, France. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. then Mrs. Drew would have been like, you are crazy. Right. Well, Yeah. Uh, was it there in Switzerland when she was having the baby and everything? Yep. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I, I totally get that. Um, but it's like one of those things like, well, how will the family react? And, and <coughs> it's so funny because you'd think the family would be a little bit more positive about it because it's just like, well, I know it looks weird and everything that they're just taking in this baby, but like think of Edith, you know, giving her something to do because you get the sense in this episode that they still aren't grasping like, well, why did Edith leave? They, you know, they open the episode with like, why would she get out of here? It's like, oh, you guys didn't... That like foolish Swedish vacation or Swiss vacation, whatever she says. Yeah. Like, it's like, you don't, you just don't realize how flippant you've been about her finding it out that her to be, significant other is dead. You it know? seems to be a recurring theme with Downton in general, especially like Mary's being a parent and stuff like that. Like, it seems yeah. like people are, are A-OK just like, not having any vested interest in things that they don't have a vested interest in. There's, there's not the responsibilities that most people would have. They don't. So what, what here exactly are you speaking of? Like the fact that Cora didn't even question why her daughter oh, disappeared yeah. for so many months in Switzerland with her aunt for right. No real reason. She's never like. Well, I wonder what Edith's up to. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. Uh, so, anyways, though uh, they come back and they you know they they tell the family and robert at first is like it's idiotic he calls it but he's he's distracted we'll get to that distraction later but he's just like whatever you know just like just taking in you know mary's gonna tease it but you know whatever so Mm -hmm. it looks like the baby's coming to down yep marigold but there was a there's a intense there's a suspenseful switch off here in the episode oh my god it's so dumb it's so dumb but i guess but what's the point so Mr. Drew is at the train station, uh, or they see, the women see that Lady Mary's getting on the tr- on the train. Yeah. Or on the platform. Right. So they're like, Mr. Drew, we can't let you see this. Jump in the car. And then Anna sees the car with Mr. Drew and the baby. Yeah. And then that's it. Yeah. She thinks she sees something, but she doesn't know what she saw. So she goes and she tells Mrs. Hughes, like, oh, I saw... I saw Mr. Mr. Uh, Mr. Drew and a baby in a first class car, and that's an expensive ticket. Yeah. So I mean, they know, but is, well, she, or they're not. They quite know sure. something is up. Yeah. But Mrs. Miss Hughes says, I think quite appropriately, like that's none of your business. Like, why do you care? You know, which is like it's true. Like, why should it affect Anna or whatever? Like, who cares? Like, it's like Mr. Drew and a child. Maybe it's a miracle. Who knows? Who cares? <laughs> it's none of your business. So hopefully, you know there won't be any lingering like suspense of like, will people find out if it's Edith's daughter or not? Like Mm -hmm. who cares? (laughs) I mean, Edith does. I mean, Edith does, but as long as she's with the kid, the rest of the family, I mean, like who cares? Like just let her be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's that this episode pretty much for her. 
Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, where do we want to go? I know. Upstairs or downstairs? Let's start with the upstairs, you know, because. Yeah, we usually go downstairs and upstairs. Or we go down, so, back down. So we hear, uh, well, I'm saying let's mix it up. Why not? Yeah. Mary Mary and Charles Blake's plan comes to fruition. Yeah. So uh, In the d- silliest, dumbest way. Right. That totally makes me think less of Charles Blake. Not that he didn't succeed. Right. But this was his plan. So I think I totally didn't realize that even though uh, Tony and Mabel, Mabel Lane Fox, who are staying at Downton. Yeah. And very bizarre way are like all getting along well yeah they that tony's saying like he doesn't under like they'll never understand why he can't leave mary right and it's because of their little vacation that he feels like because he slept with her he has to marry her in the societal norms is that is that it i'm almost certain that why else would he feel so because he references how like um you know he feels like I think he makes reference to Blake how, you know, if I were to leave her, she's already been like, you know, she's already kind of getting old or whatever. And like, then she'll be like, what was like who, you know? So like, she needs someone like me to step in or else she'll be alone or whatever. I, I was under the impression that when she says to Mabel Lane, like, I can't tell you why. Maybe. It's because they can't talk about sex. Yeah. But it, it, it's funny because it's, it's a bit of a, a walk back from two episodes ago where, Gillingham like threatens her like you can't leave me and I'm not gonna let you leave me or whatever to like last week he's like oh, I'll be around this week he's like no I just can't let her leave me because you know it just wouldn't look good and it's like you were threatening her two episodes ago dude it's, in it's, fairness that was like hot off the breaking up right right but like you, it definitely suggests like a darker turn for Gillingham than we've gotten it, it's like fellows like took a step back and like well wait a second let's just make him a regular keep him a reg- regular dude you know mm-hmm. <laughs> Like, don't make him too much of a villain. And make him, you know, go off and mail Blaine Fox and be happy somewhere else. And uh, uh, so Blake tells Mary to get on the train to London. Mm-hmm. And they're going, doesn't he say kinema? Like, he doesn't yeah. say cinema? No, and, and even though I had the subtitles on, it was spelled K-I-N-E-M-A. So I, maybe that's just I a guess historical it, thing I don't know. Yeah, I think know. it's a historical thing. I looked it up. But they, they, went so to they the go kinema. to the kinema. <laughs> yeah. And they go outside and Mr. Mr. Blake is like, kiss me. And she's like, "What?" And she, he just kisses her. He lays and, it on her. And then Tony walks out with Mabel Lane. Okay, so they're together. That's odd. Yeah, yeah. Nobody bats an eye. He can't. He can't ditch Mary, but he's going to the movies with Mabel Lane. Right. And he's just like, "Well, I guess this is it." And that's it. That's literally it. <laughs> that's like, all he had to do. All he had to do was kiss Mary at some point. And it's like this is almost like high school or whatever, you know, where it's, it's just like, like oh, damn, you, you know, you, you spend like a month or two, like I don't know, I can steal away that girl from the other guy. Let's go to the movies as a as a pair and then just kiss the girl let's go to a kinema (laughs) yeah and there you go but it doesn't seem like mary's like okay now that i'm broken off with him i'm down with you blake because well blake is leaving he has an an assignment in poland for maybe three months maybe a year right 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 right. but i feel like blake when he removed himself from the competition a couple episodes ago Mm -hmm. he maybe in our heads he's like trying to help mary to further himself but i think he's just trying to help mary I mean, come on. He just wants goodwill. He, he's been so full of himself the past few weeks. Like I'm just mo- doing things my, according to my will. Like he's got, let him. He's got some designs. I think I don't know. But I, he's going to Poland, so I don't know. He says when I get back, you'll be married. Hmm. Hmm. You'll be married to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'll be in yeah. Poland. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So. Have we'll you heard a singing voice? Have you heard him sing those Christmas carols? <laughs> he can really sing. <laughs> he but does have a beautiful voice. But after a season and a half of, you know, will she, won't she with Gillingham, 
It okay. ends with a make-out session at a movie theater. What a limp ending. Thanks, Julian, for you yeah, know, playing out the string there. Uh, well, speaking of other couples, or uncouples, the whole uh, Violet, or the Isabel and Merton thing comes to a head here. In a pretty epic way. Yeah, pretty pretty confusing. So, Or not confusing, pretty surprising. Um, so we do get a little bit this episode where Violet is talking to Mary... And Mary says, "You're just afraid you're going to be losing actually one of your friends. You know, it's, you're not jealous of Isabel." Well, Violet says, "Mary brings up the class thing. Like it's it's going to be weird that she's a higher class than you. Yeah, living in a big house, and here you are, a widower in the widow's house. Right. And Violet like breaks down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she feels pretty sad. But I mean, I think she mostly is sad at the suggestion from Mary that like you're going to be losing a friend here to Merton. Well, th- that's what." Violet opens up and she's like, I'm not upset about that. Oh. I'm upset because I am losing a friend. Right. Yeah, yeah. She's, what does she say? Uh, I wrote this down. She's used to having a companion and a friend and having Lord Merton as Isabel's like trustee and, you know, the person she talks to every day at breakfast. Yeah. Even though she'll still see her, she becomes number two naturally. And Violet is not so happy about that. Yeah. In a very sweet scene where she starts to cry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know... Hopefully it doesn't work out for Isabel and Merton. And it may, it looks like it may be going that way. Because, uh, so, you know, they're going to have like a, di- a dinner to celebrate their engagement. Mm-hmm. And the the Cinderbees are coming over. Uh, yeah. Which, th- those are um, the Atticus's parents, right? Or no, 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 no. They they come up, that's a dinner earlier in yeah. the episode. <laughs> it's a very dinner-heavy episode. Yeah, there's two dinners. Uh, but there's an episode where this Lord, is, yeah, Lord Grey, kids. yeah, Merton's kids. So we've seen them before. This is the one that... Uh, drugged Branson, right, 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 to you know make, make a him look fool. like a fool, yeah, yeah, uh, and like try and fight him or whatever. Uh, Branson try and fight him, but uh, kudos to the, the uh, to the casting director of this show because I, I they really do look like Merton's children. They have like the same long face and contusions mm-hmm. on their their face when they, they like, talk. Like little yuppie punks. Yeah, so these guys are rude. They are outright rude about it. Um, and there's, yeah, make no bones about it. Lord Grey is just like, what are you going to do, Isabel, being in a lower class, you know, with my father? Like, it just, we're, we're, we're onto you. Yeah. And then, like, Robert's like, you got to leave. And they keep going. They're like, you think that was that easy? You think we're just going to let her in and take the money? And then Branson, (laughs) you get out, you bastard. Why don't you just get out? (laughs) Yeah. Why don't you get out, bastard? Which the Violet says, like, oh, I didn't realize we're speaking a foreign tongue now. Um, and he he gets out. The other son stays, but you can clearly tell he says like to Isabel, like, "What did you expect?" He says, "Did did you imagine <laughs> we'd welcome you with open arms?" Yeah. So uh, that doesn't look good for Isabel, and clearly, I mean, Merton's angry, but I think he, you see a little bit of like in his face, like, "Oh, this may not go over well as well as I thought." But it it feels like it's not all the way thought out. Like I don't think yeah. Merton's like having second thoughts. I just think he's like, "Oh yeah. man, this my kids are terrible." And you feel for Isabel. She's just like embarrassed, pretty much. Like, yeah, because c- as this is going on, Atticus and um, Rose are having they have a, a, a little set conversation where Atticus loosely proposes, where he's like, "I think we should get married." Yeah, he's, and he's Rose is like, "I don't know. It's too soon for that because we we forget that Rose has." Young Rose has done a lot of things that a lot of these women in this time have not done. Right, she's she's been kissing when a lot yeah. of these people haven't been kissing. She's been snogging. <clears throat> she's been dating older married men. 
She's been dating jazz musicians. She's not yeah. new to the dating game, so maybe Atticus might be a little f- f- more fresh faced. I she mean, is. but she seems a little bit more. She's def- definitely down for it. It's just Rob- she's down for it, but she's it's the one Robert that pumps. Got- the, she pumps the brakes a little bit. I don't. I didn't get that feeling that she pumped the brakes. Well, she's she's giddy. She's on cloud nine, but she's not like, yes, I'll marry you now. She's like, maybe we need to wait. No, she's like. I'm pretty sure by the end of the episode, she's pretty much down, dude. Yeah, like, but when they make out in the in the yeah. hallway, she's like, we don't need to get married now, but like she loves the guy. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you do get Robert, but but that doesn't make sense because earlier in the episode, Robert's like, now don't be too hasty you know, with your movements, you know, like be careful, like don't rush into things or whatever. And I feel like she's kind of ignoring that in the, in the end. I don't think she's thinking of like his advice there. Oh, yeah. At the same, I do. Yeah, she does not. She's like still very like giddy and happy about this relationship. Yeah, but she does say like, like we got to do this right. We're not yeah. engaged. Engaged. Yeah, we need to handle this properly. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Because well, because just the whole factor that he's a Jewish person, she has to do the conversion maybe and stuff, and like that seems oh, yeah. to be the big hoopla. I think that's what she's referring to really, not just like oh I'm hesitant about getting married. I don't think she's it, hesitant. I think she just wants a relationship. No, I think it's more about the conversion stuff and everything. Like she you think she's to, that? She's people are making like a big deal of that in the house. You know, they keep like even the sons are referred to him as being. She wanted a, to she, marry a black guy. No, I know, but I mean, <laughs> it's different with religion where you have to like you know convert. <laughs> it, 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 I think it's worse. <laughs> she wanted to run away with a black jazz musician. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that, and she was like, "I'm gonna do it." Well, yeah, that. But and I mean, you think that someone's like, "You have to convert to marry this guy," and she's like. Huh. Well, I think there's a she's a little bit has more of a sense of like you know the outward appearance of this one, you know mm-hmm. how it would go over, especially with the parents having already met you know the Granthams and everything. Well, everybody gets along, so that's good. Yeah, but she as they do this thing, they both like run out like happy little kids because they're so in love, and and Isabel like has this like very strained smile as she's like trying to be happy for them, but she's just concerned. Did she even hear them? No, she's just in the background. I thought no, but. They're- in the scene, they like run out. And yeah, they she's run in the out background, the... and she just looks miserable. No, after that, oh okay, she's standing in the doorway, and they like run out, and Atticus is like, "Oh, I've got to go, bye bye," and and they're oh, like yeah. smiling and laughing and stuff, and Isabel is like has this like forced smile, and it's just very awkward, right? And like it... very grandmotherly, like my life is terrible, but I need to smile for the kids. And it wasn't enough that Lord Grey said, you know, like you're not good enough for my father because of your class. He also calls out Matthew as because Robert says, you know her son is my son-in-law, you know? Mm-hmm. And, and he's like, oh, you know, you, you're all just marrying into your family and like, with weird stuff. And it's like, man, that is so cold-hearted to they're say about a dad. Not, not good people. No, they're horrible, these children. And uh, Merton explains like, oh, yeah, they're just a cut off the little block from their mother, <laughs> you know? like that's, And that's they are, what... there's a certain level of, uh, you know, with a, a, a widowed parent remarrying, there's, there's cause for concern. Right. But like that, that's not cool. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so one may not be getting married; the other one may. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see. I have a feeling that everything's we're 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 in the home stretch. You're really gonna need to lay in the drama thick to make me believe that Lord Merton's gonna drop the ball fully. I think it's gonna be Isabel who drops the ball because I feel like she's just too. She can't live with that. I don't know. I think one night of fights. We'll see. I don't think this is done. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that covers it for upstairs for the most part. Well, we'll get to that later. <laughs> but downstairs, um, well, Bates and Anna, I kind of don't like them this episode. I find them a little annoying. 
What, because of the stuff with uh, Baxter? Or just yeah. in general? Well, A, Anna, like, poking her nose in the whole baby thing mm-hmm. with Drew is like, that's none of your it's business. It's a little Anna. off character. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, the Baxter stuff is just actually kind of rude. Like the like, it's not really though. They don't respect that she, you know she has like her own story that she can't tell them, you know. And then they just kind of like both get up and shuffle off. It's like we get it, you know. You you feel like you're above her, but you don't know her situation. So like, don't that's, judge. I don't know because there's a because they the, don't know her situation, and that's where you need to take the the point of view of them. The yeah. cops were called on them multiple times, right? And the cops came in after all of this seemed to be done on Baxter's word. Mm-hmm. And questioned Anna. No mm-hmm. question. Yeah, questioned the, their relationship. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think that they're in the wrong. I think that they should be a little bit more open. But Baxter's also not telling people she was in jail, right? Nor nor should she have to. Yeah, but, but if someone put threatened your livelihood and your life after, and Bates brings this up, he's like, "Are we a normal couple?" Yeah. Like after one of your like spouse has been in jail. Mm-hmm. And you're like finally settling in and all this stuff happens with a rape. Right. And then somebody that you work with tries to snitch you out to the cops. Yeah. If you don't know their half of the story, mm-hmm. you're going to be mad at them. Yeah. I th- I'm I'm not saying that the story is being well told. Yeah. It's not the, you know, the Bateses are not like portrayed to be great people because the thing is anna and bates uh, throughout the show they've gone through their own stretches where they've had their secrets that they've kind of kept to themselves and everything so it's like you'd think there'd be a little bit more understanding but i understand the way you're selling it too um still and baxter regrets it and mosley yeah. tries to step up for it and yeah, bates, bates a, is like look this happened man like what do you yeah. want but you do get the sense like baxter's just like I, she's conveying to them i'm not happy about this mm-hmm. you know <laughs> it's just how it went. And, but we know the bateses they're gonna forgive her they're gonna yeah. find out and they're gonna like have sympathy but right now we're just not there yet i can't yeah. i can't hate the bateses right now yeah the and, anna stuff with the the baby is a little much but yeah and uh so yeah we see them back at their house and they, they need to find new tenants uh for a house which i i feel like i miss this when did they get acquire a property where they had tenants living in it well bates's mom died Oh, okay. And it's that's the house. Gotcha. That I remember that from the first season. Now <laughs> I remember. <laughs> we need to find another tenant. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Every <laughs> time Julian's probably sitting there like, maybe a curse will make this scene a little more interesting. Yeah. Cause and it works in the scene with Get Out, You Bastard, but it really doesn't work with We Need to Find Another Tenant. Yeah. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. It just feels tacked on. And it was like, Bates is like sitting back and he's just like, Are our lives too complicated? <laughs> Just yeah. leaning back. Yeah, yeah. We had a dream once, as he says to Anna, about like, you know, living their lives and stuff. Having some kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and who is it? Is it Baxter? Who says like they can try and find a... a, a yeah, it's Baxter who suggested I can have a train ticket or whatever and say it was mine, right? But she she just says she'll go on and, and she'll say that it was... She destroyed it or something. Yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Which doesn't seem to make them happy, though. Well, yeah, I mean, the cops yeah. were still involved. I think yeah. they're they're under the assumption that that things are done. Yeah, I do love that this episode has another moment again where some Lady Mary is coming down the stairs and a, and a servant just happens to be waiting in that same spot that we've seen like Hughes and Barrow waiting waiting for someone to come down the stairs because uh, I don't know how long Hughes has been waiting there, but then she approaches Mary like, "Do you remember that train ticket?" "Oh yeah, I burnt that thing." 
<laughs> and it burned it, yeah. Yeah, and then that's the end of that. And he's just been standing there for who knows how long just to talk to Mary for that. Yeah, they're like second. a they're like a Red Dead Redemption side character. They're just like oh, video game like, like NPC, like, yeah. And then she's like, now she starts to move. That now you can start your mission, yeah, because you talk to this person. All right, so that that's that story for the most part. There's uh, also uh, we we didn't touch base on Branson's. Guess what? The America talk is back. Oh my god! But we yeah. see a little bit of Branson being a good father. Yeah, taking with- little Sibby, and he says, "Like, do you want to go to America or go somewhere where you have a new life?" And she's like, "Why?" I am so exhausted with the storyline. Like, I mean, it's not like they're playing it up much, but this is like a hammer drop an entire season ago to end an episode on where he's like, "I'm moving to America," and it has yet to come back. It, really, it just talks. It reminds me of like the cliche of people. Well, I guess like myself, like, should I live in L.A. or New York? Should I live in L.A.? I've been in L.A. Like, I stopped through there each of the past four years and it's like man i always talk about wanting to live there but then i end up staying in new york and that's exactly what branson's doing like i should move to america or should i stay in england i should go to boston yeah Ah. and then he's still in england because it's just like well your family's there and it's hard to move on from them so the kid wants to stay it seems yeah you're living a cliche uh branson or this i feel like you're writing a cliche we have have hit a point in the season where like most of the plots are like really tiring yeah They've been I don't need any out. more Mr. Green murder. Yeah. I don't need any more um I don't need any more of this stuff with with Gillingham and Blake. Yeah. Don't need any more of Branson. Branson. Cuz it's all carrying over from season 4. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's crazy. It's um, just a lot. Yeah. Like felt like there's a reason that and I know that me personally I kind of binged my way through the first 3. Yeah. And then like 4, 5, 6 I watched more in real time. Yeah. But there's a reason that season 3 is kind of the end of pristine downton yeah and i think we're really slogging it right well because season 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 one two and three are each of their own things like they don't mm-hmm. have as much carryover where season four and five are very much much of the same book you know mm-hmm. two different chapters and, and uh, it's not bad no it's and, just, and to his credit i think he found a way to juice things up a little bit for season five I, i've been more entertained with season five than four i think actually mm-hmm. uh but yeah it definitely feels a little tired in some of the plot lines um well We'll see if Branson moves or not. <laughs> I, I, let me tell you, probably not. <laughs> probably not. I, I don't. The other thing too, did you notice? I feel like this because I I remember this from so watching the show. I remember Branson always seeming kind of like doughy to me. He looks like, he, especially now with Sibby, he's got like a dad bod. Mm-hmm. So I was like shocked when on a rewatch, like, oh, he was ripped at one point. He's a jack dude, and now I I'm, think he's still jack. No, I think we're getting back to that point where I think he's got like a doughy dad bod right so now. So he's like reverse Matthew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you watch in this episode. He's got like a bit of a, I don't know if it's the clothes, but he's got a bit of a paunch. He always and, wears like uncomfortable looking suits. Three, three layers, you yeah. know? Uh, but I think I think we're in dad bod mode for uh, for Branson at the moment. Great. Yeah. Just just some, you know, observations. Speaking of dads, Mr. Mason is <laughs> yeah. uh, in, in touch with uh, Mr. Mosley of all people because... Or is he in touch or is it because Mr. Mosley reached out to him? Well, they, Mr. Mosley... Pat Moore has been reaching out, not yes. Mr. Mosley. Mr. Mosley's like... I've heard from Mr. Mason. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, well, no, because Daisy hasn't been keeping up her studies because, or she wants to end them because yeah. Miss Bunting's not around. And Patmore's like, well, we need Mr. Mason in here to help. But, and they bring up the fact that Mosley's been doing his part, lending her books and mm-hmm. whatnot. Yeah. And Mr. Mason invites him over for lunch. And another, this Mr. Mason dude, he's. I'm glad that he's not on the show often because whenever he is, he's like, just like a, a beam of light. Yeah. He's this wise old man saying like, who treats her like a child mm-hmm. 
It's, yeah. I just love this guy. He's yeah. encouraging her. He's like, no, don't stop your studies. And I like how like it's weird that he may have written mostly, but it's not out of the realm that he may have no, written you, mostly. You got to think of it like, like in this day and age, it would be like if you got an Instagram follow from a friend's from your dad. Yeah, but like your your best friend's like relative or something hits you up. Yeah. So they mm-hmm. go and Miss Baxter gets to go, which is a nice, nice thing for her to get out of there because yeah. this is a character that's being put through it. Right. And Daisy's just really concerned about the Labor Party. She's just really caught up in all that. So, you know, maybe what issue gal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like, yeah, she's kind of discontinuing her studies because she's, she's like, worried the labor about labor government's gonna be gone in a year. Yeah. So what does this all matter? But Mister Mason's like, well, you know, in four years or whatever, <laughs> get another shot at it. So like, keep up your studies, Daisy. So. Okay, all right. Yeah, it looks sure. like she's going to keep on studying. Mm-hmm. Um, and we do get a nice moment with uh, you know, Baxter and uh, Mosley outside there. Um, just bonding. They just seem like a nice couple. Yeah, I, I'm so like confused as to, is this romantic or are they just friends? Because right. Mosley seems a little daft. Yeah, you're missing your shot, Mosley. He's definitely waiting to take it for sure. And I understand yeah. that in this life there's not much. In the life that they live... Yeah, there's not like a lot of male female interaction that will lead to something unless. Mm-hmm. So I feel like like Mosley's kind of resting on the fact that she's probably not going to meet anybody anywhere else. But yeah, take your shot. You got to take your shot. I, I do like that Mo- Mosley's life at the party at the end of the episode when he reports about the the shouting at the um, at the dinner. <laughs> like he's telling the story to the servants downstairs and the eleven, and then Carson's like, "What are you doing here, Mosley?" And uh, yeah, that happens. Uh, I feel like a lot of characters don't have much to do here. Doesn't Barrow say something like um, he suggests something to Baxter or whatever, and like, well, Barrow's very. I think he's he's trying to have a slow baby face turn. Right, he's he's getting along with Baxter a little bit now. Uh, oh, there's some more Sprat stuff. Um, <laughs> so Sprat is annoyed at Danker, and he wants to he he gives his notice. Right. And then Isabel's like, is he serious? And she says, no, he's as touchy as a beauty doubting her, her looks. Yeah, Violet is just like, oh, he's just doing that to air his grievances. He's not going to do anything. It's just letting it be known how he feels. Uh, man, when we see Danker again, again, in terms of cost savings, don't have her appear on screen because we don't need her. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, no Miss Danker this episode, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, that's still going on. But uh, what is the real plot of this episode what what have we not talked about isis okay she's not looking too clever no no so going into the season i recall when it aired we had heard rumors that something may be up with isis the dog um maybe it's because it already aired in britain or even before then i feel like we had heard rumors that they may not isis may not be long for the world <laughs> because of the terrorist organization the, that they just <laughs> they cracked under the pressure of t- Fellows did he? He felt uncomfortable having a dog in the house with the name ISIS, and so there. I think there was like hints dropped before the season started that like, oh, ISIS may die this season, may may go away. The poor girl, um, and that apparently turns out to be the case, which is such a shame because it's a real fan favorite. Yeah, I mean, so this past week was National Pets Day, and I was looking for a good poster, a picture to post on Instagram, and there's one of Robert Stripp slobber kissing. Isis on the top of her head like he is like just giving her the sloppiest Aww. kiss on top of her head because he loves this dog he mm-hmm. really does love this dog and I think we see him more heartbroken than we've ever seen in the show period yeah we've seen him his his friend and son-in-law yeah 
die. <laughs> his right. daughter die. Yeah. His relationship go through the ringer multiple occasions. But he brings home ISIS and she's got cancer. Oh, no. It's so sad. It, it really is. Um, it made me think, though. It, it ends with like a nice moment where she won't probably make it till the morning. He, they offer to put her down and he's like, no. And so he offers to sleep with her you know oh he tells Cora he's like I'm going to sleep with yeah. Isis yeah I'm going to do it and she's like no put him in the bed between two people uh, love her and Cora so, doesn't care about Isis but she gets how much Robert cares about her and so they share a bed with Isis and, and that's the end of the episode it's so Isis sweet. gets the final shot yeah it's poor dog poor dog but it made me think in terms of Robert's children where do you where, where do you think he ranks them in terms of importance I think I think Isis comes before Edith. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because Edith is like, "Do you care about this?" And he's like leaning over Isis, like, oh, "Whatever, fine." Yeah. 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 Exactly. Like it's idiotic that you're going to be taking on this kid, but you know my dog is dying. So I think he's before Edith. Is he before Sybil? No. Is she before Sybil? Well, Isis? we really don't know. We can't say because the Isis I feel relationship. Like Isis is sneaky, like up there, like as, <laughs> like on the par with Mary, if not. Like... Well, we like like I said that these these aristocratic people can pick and choose what they care about and get away with it. Yeah, I mean, so maybe he just picks Isis over his. And when you include the in laws, so Branson's probably at the bottom of that list. No, I feel like lately he cares about Branson. Yeah, he's moved. Yeah, Branson's moved ahead of Edith in terms of the caring. <laughs> sure, but. Matthew is always his number one. His love affair in season two with Matthew, where he calls him the magical boy and everything, can't be surpassed. That, <laughs> fairy tale boy. Ma- yeah, fairy tale boy. That's always Robert's number one favorite child. I feel like Mary's got to be number one. Mary then Matthew. I think it's Matthew then Mary. He is straight up like can't con- control himself when Matthew comes around in season two, season three. Uh, but then yeah, Mary then probably Isis. I think because mm-hmm. I don't I don't feel like we've seen that much of outward affection from him towards Sybil. <laughs> so yeah, because Sybil yeah. pushes his buttons. Yeah, there's no I, Isis is old faithful. There's no pictures of him hugging Sybil and everything. Where there's multiple pictures of him with Isis the dog, just all around her. Um, so shout out to that poor pup. I know she got tuckered out during the mixed match challenge, but I, I hope she's doing well in doggy heaven. I wonder if we'll get another sh- uh, if she'll be back for the next episode or if she'll be have passed. They string it out. <laughs> They said she'd die in the morning. And she's it's still Julian here? Fellows. It could be two seasons. The finale could be like, Isis is the chemotherapy is taken. Isis is back. <sighs> oh my god! It's so funny. They do the same thing again, where they just open the wide shut so they show that Isis has been there the whole time, just lying on the floor. Um, poor Isis. Poor, poor dog. Poor dog. Poor, why did the, this terrorist organization have to ruin this show? Yeah, come on. God. If, any, if there are any terrorists in Isis listening, just send us a tweet. Why do you have to do that? I don't, I don't want to be associated with that. Please don't tweet us. Yeah, maybe don't. don't tweet us. Maybe no. like... Uh, hashtag Ice the Dog, please. Yeah, you can use that hashtag and maybe we'll click it. I don't know. Yeah, so was this a good episode? Yeah, this was a good episode. Yeah. It, it closed a lot of doors, but it didn't, didn't, didn't do so in a very satisfying way. Well, it's set, of... setting up for two hour-plus long episodes for us to yep. take, take time for. Um, but let's uh, get some you know good old quotes from this episode. Sure, what do you got? Uh, so when the cinder bees are coming through, uh, Rose is like, oh, don't put them off. They won't like it. And Mary's like, you mean you won't like it? Uh, and we didn't really talk about that. So the cinder bees are come over for dinner and it seems like they get along okay with the parents. Although Mr. Cinderbee seems to stress she's not Jewish. Mm-hmm. He and, seems like his character is written the way the guy looks. Yeah. 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 Very like sour faced old man stuck in his ways. Right. And I did get that sense of like when Atticus said, it seems obvious to me that Edith would be at work. It was a little bit 
down putting or putting down like Rose, like I'm not clever, you know, it just mm-hmm. seemed like a little bit like, huh, let's tease that out. Well, everybody here is dumb compared to <laughs> yeah. think that. Yeah. Oh, in the beginning of the episode, I love when Violet and Rosamund are like, we need to go out and get some air with Cora. And Cora's like, oh, I need to go talk to Miss Drew. And Robert's like, oh, I'll, talk, I'll walk with you, Miss Violet. And she's like, no, why would I want to go for a walk? <laughs> and Robert gives that look at like Branson like, what does it hurt you? There's uh, the, uh, the subplot that we didn't get to where Mary's just like not dealing with Edith. She says, why the song and dance? Edith's gone away. So what? I just, and, and it continues to the point where um, Violet says to Mary, a lack of compassion can be as vulgar as an excess of tears. That is just like perfect for putting her in her place because it's just like, yeah, you're being too much here, Mary. I just can't deal with her rudeness toward Edith anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just too much. Obviously, Branson. Repeat and it. He's like, he says, why don't you get out, you bastard? Why don't you just get out? <laughs> and he is a bastard because there's no mother in the picture, right? Well, there's, the, you know, the dad's there, so he's not really a Well, bastard. technically, yeah, she's, yeah, yeah, yeah no. You're incorrect. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I, uh, they're not too, too much that I've written down. <laughs> well, what's you call it? Mr. Bates, at one point, when he when Baxter's in the room, he gets up and he leaves and he says, I have to clean some shoes. Yeah, classic. <laughs> he said that before, I feel like. Um, we can make a super cut of that. Uh, Blake tells Gilliam at one point, it's not what she wants, at least not now. And then Gilliam says, I'm not convinced. And it's like, dude, you're, what a dope. Actually, I have that in my notes. What a dope. <laughs> but when you think about what, what Blake's plan is, it all totally plays. I think now knowing <laughs> that Blake just wanted to to play the card that he's with Mary, mm-hmm. I kind of would like to go back and rewatch the scenes wherein the four of them are together. Yeah. So, because clearly Blake is like, dude, dump her. Like, you don't want anything to do with her. And Gillingham's like, stop it, dude. Like, don't say that. And then he finds out that, oh, these two have something. And he's like, oh, my bad. Like, no wonder Blake's been on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little, it's it's still a poorly told story. But maybe it's a, one of those, it's not clever enough for me to actually go back and watch those scenes. Mm-hmm. But maybe I should. Yeah. Oh, we do get a, it won't take long now when referring to ISIS. With yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Ay, 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 ay. So do you want to, let's get into these rankings. Yeah, let's do it. Who do you got going down? Number three. Number three is Gillingham. He's out the door. He didn't, he didn't win. He's going to, but he's got the constellation of Maybelline Fox. I think he'll be okay. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. I put a uh, Violet because she's a, uh, you know, she's got a. We we never see her open up like this. Yeah, and we also see some stuff about the the Prince Kragen. Right. Where we, um, you know, like update. they might get closer to finding Princess Kragen, and yeah. Violet's like talks about how she's you know the she companionship is the theme in this episode and. Yeah. She just opens up and has a, some real heartfelt moments and stuff. So good on good on her for for having some depth instead of just having these quips. Yeah, because sometimes they're frustrating. Yeah, yeah. And you're like this character is just here to be witty. Yeah, yeah. Uh, at number two, I have Isis. Oh, oh boy, she, she's dead. You know that, that's, that's tough. But I feel like the one moment is that is that she you know passed away in the loving arms of Robert, so she wouldn't be scared. Which mm-hmm. is like a nice sentiment. So I feel like it wasn't as bad as it could have been. You know, she she had a good life. She led. She had. A she's been around life. for however many. It, she's not around from day one, though. Yes, yeah, she is. The show. The, the opening shot of the show is her walking to the manor. So, so Isis is like thirteen years old. 
Yeah, she's a she is old. She lived a long life, honestly. For Think a about gold, that. For a golden retriever, she lived a long life, and even being taken out to the woods and everything. Yeah. You wonder how Barrow feels about this. Yeah. I want to see that reaction. It reminds me of. Do you remember Rugrats all growed up? Uh, the short oh yeah yeah where they go to at, elementary school or whatever where they're in like middle school yeah because they're like 10 or whatever yeah and the show i just remember being like a little too old for it but i had to watch it and it starts with like they show like a picture of on their mantle of spike the dog and oh. the grandpa and you're like oh it totally makes sense that these characters have died over time and then it like smash cuts to the bus opening and grandpa's the bus driver and spike is on the bus uh, <laughs> so that's the equivalent of isis he's just She's just mm. around forever. She's gone. Uh, well, I, I got Lord Merton number two because he's made to be a fool. Yeah. Because Isabel, you know, like he he wants to leave this on top, but it's his kids that do the yeah, damage. That's it's true. His future wife that is hurt. Yeah. I was I would have given it to Isabel, but I can't. You can't. Number one is Isabel for me. Really? Okay. <laughs> she is just shamed. Like she's embarrassed. Like you know, they talk negative about her dead son. They make her feel bad about her placement and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is supposed to be her dinner, and it just they make her look like a fool in front of her. And she's sitting at the head of the table as well. She just looked to be made a fool, and I just feel so bad for her. Well, my number one, Isis. Explain why. Because <laughs> she's, she's not good. looking too clever. No, nope, not looking too clever. Her plight, her sickness takes Robert's mind over her. Yeah. Edith. Over Mary, over yeah. everybody. Yeah. So, Dave, who is going up for you? Who's number three? Number three, I got to give it to Rose. Okay. Ro- things are looking good for Rose. That's fair. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah she's got engagement, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. She's happy. Yeah. She seems a little smarter than she has been with previous men. Mm-hmm. So, it's, that's about it. Yeah. I have uh, Blake at number three. Okay. He, he he his long con finally worked out. I get. I, I just don't have enough respect for the con. Yeah, I know. It's not much of a con, but he did it. <laughs> I think it would have been one thing if if all you have to have the only line you need to add to three or four episodes ago is you need to have Blake tell Mary, like I've got this. I've already started it. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, okay. But no, he's like, I'm gonna we're gonna do my plan now. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> if like. They didn't walk out, you know, after the the credits of the movie, uh, um, Gillingham and uh, Mabel Lane. So it's just Blake and Mary just making out in the corridor for a long moment. Like, well, they're going to come out. Keep going. They're going to come out any second now. Just keep kissing me. Come on. Keep going. <laughs> then Mary would have fallen in love. Got, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, who's number two, Dave? Lady Mary. Okay. I think she, you know, you, I can't give Blake the credit for that that yeah. haphazard thing. Yeah. It's, I got to give it to Mary. Yeah. And I think the fact that she's sort of the catalyst for Violet's emotional mm-hmm. revelation puts her in, in a good standing. Yeah, it's true. And she's she's just in a good spot as far as being a character. Yeah. All right. So number two for me is Cora. Cora? Because of, of her compassion? No, well, she gets the, she makes a plan of like, this is how we're going to oh, bring yeah. back Marigold okay. in the fold. Okay. And then like she gets strong like resistance from Violet and Rosamund. And, what, Rosamund, and she's like, no, we're doing this. And that's just how that's the bottom line because Cora she says some, so. She gets mad. Yeah. She ch- at one point, she tells uh, the Dowager, she's like, "What makes you think I'm ever going to trust you again?" Yeah. No, I love it. <laughs> like, doesn't matter. She's like, "We're going to have her in, and we're going to go with this plan." And that's the bottom line because Cora said so. And that's, then the whole crowd goes yeah. crazy. Yeah. And then the lady says the team room's closed. That's how it goes, actually. Um. So yeah, number one for you, Edith. Okay. Edith gets the baby. She brings sure. the baby. The baby's at that. Guess life is good. 
She's yeah. got her baby. She got her baby back, baby, back, baby, back. <laughs> <laughs> oh, baby, eat it, this back. Yeah. I couldn't do it again after last week. I mean, she already got the baby last week, so. But the whole family's on board. She takes yeah. advantage of a cancerous dog <laughs> oh, boy. to get her baby back. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so number one for me is Rose. She got she number got, one. She got proposed to baby. I I was conflicted about this one. I, I I couldn't think of someone who could really deserved it who went all the way, but she's happy. She's got a boy. She's doing okay. Okay, good for her. Let her make some mistakes. We'll see. Yeah, well, I hope not. I mean, she makes a lot of mistakes. Well, we'll see, Lady Rose. You know, <laughs> don't make mistakes, Lady Rose. Yeah, make it happen. So you've we'll, already you've already done enough of a uh, promiscuity for a lady your age. Go after her, Lady Rose. Yeah, yeah, do yeah. do you, but be smart about it, Lady Rose. <laughs> you sound so much like Robert. All right, hey, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever when when you're you you've had a lot of cats, Dave? When when they when they pass away, did you sleep with them? Or you slept with your cats anyways, right? I mean, they're cats. They sleep with you all the time. Ah, oh. if you put a cat, I, no, not really, because cats would would we they're old. Yeah, so they're very old and usually sick and and. Sick animals are not all that pleasant. Yeah. And it's tough. Well, I think, well, yeah, it's not fun. <laughs> yeah. So you didn't sleep with them to help them out? Not like the day before. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was trying to get at. Yeah. It's real, real riveting audio to those who have lost pets. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you lost a pet. Something that was in your life for years that you love. What'd you do when they died? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just curious. Yeah, you're I'm, not a pet owner. I'm not a pet owner. No. Um, so anyways... If you like that and you want to hear more of us or follow us, there's always Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We have a lounge. We just recorded a new bonus podcast. Yeah, for- that'll be coming out this week for all our Patreon listeners. Up a little pilot for a, a podcast idea that we kind of thought of simultaneously with this. Yeah, and we'll see so, how that goes. Uh, yeah. So if you want to hear that, subscribe uh, on our Patreon. You know, $5 a month. Or- you can opt out whenever you want. You want to give us $5 once you get our entire back catalog of bonus episodes. There's only three of them, but... yeah. If you don't want to pay five dollars, you can also donate a dollar. You can donate a penny. You can. Well, I don't know if you could donate a penny. It might or you be can donate a dollar. You could donate for. It's like a quarter a week if you donate sure. a dollar. Sure. Or if you if it's a financial strain to you whatsoever, please just leave us a review. Yeah, we'll catch you. I think we'll take next week off. Cause, We're gonna take Easter week off. Yeah. Just due to uh, due to a lot lately. It's been busy. Like we said, WrestleMania was a lot. We've had a steady stream of episodes for a run here. I've been back in Connecticut too much. I need to. We need to stretch this podcast to last until the movie. All right, so we'll we'll see you soon. Happy holidays to those who celebrate, and uh, otherwise maybe just have an Easter egg hunt. Yeah, have a good Friday. Yeah, have a holy Saturday. That too. All right, so long.